hey baby hey baby hey <laughs> and welcome to a special a special <laughs> hey baby hey baby hey and welcome to a special episode of tell me all your thoughts on pod i'm al i'm trav i'm quillen some of the biggest bands of the 90s never had a modern rock number one but we still want to spend time with them anaheim band no doubt had several singles that charted on the pop and modern rock charts, but never a modern rock number one. Today, we'll talk about Tragic Kingdom, No Doubt's crowning moment, and the hit singles contained within. What is it, sister? I have doubts. (laughs) I have s- such doubts. Yeah, right! right! beautiful theme song oh i thought we would start with that cold cold open with that baby play it again (laughs) 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 the full two minute (laughs) what is it sister i have doubts (laughs) I have such doubts. Yeah, right, right. Yeah, right, right. 
That's funny. All right, uh, I'm pretty excited that we're talking about No Doubt. No Doubt was uh, that a makes big, one of us. That was a, a big band for me back in the day. I had two No Doubt posters on the wall <laughs> of my bedroom. Two full size No Doubt posters. What was going on um, in them? Uh, the band was all four of them were gazing in different directions. I think. Um, so this band. Uh, is made up primarily of, of course, Gwen Stefani, um, bassist Tony Canal, guitarist Tom Dumont, and drummer Adrian Young. And they, uh, at, at, during Tragic Kingdom, at least for most of Tragic Kingdom, they were joined by Gwen's uh, older brother, Eric Stefani. And uh, when they play live, they're joined on horns and keyboard by Gabriel McNair and Stefan bradley uh should i give the the quick version of their bio oh go yes. for it al it's all okay. you baby all right so okay so eric stefani was a growing up in orange county and he was listening to badness and the specials um british uh uh ska bands from the 70s and early 80s and um, formed this band, and this guy named John Spence was the lead singer, and Gwen Stefani was doing background vocals. Um, Tony Canal joined the band shortly after that. John Spence tragically killed himself um, in the early days of the band, but by that point, the band had a, a, a reputation locally for being a great live act. Um, they were playing mostly somewhat traditional ska styles, uh, Gwen became the lead singer, and um, uh, they released an album, and I think 92 self-titled album didn't do well. Um, it was on Interscope, and uh, the label's heart wasn't really in it, and they were kind of at odds with the grunge sound that was going on, had an unsuccessful tour, um, came back and started working on Tragic Kingdom, Um Turned into a gigantic hit, sold, uh, according to Quan's notes, 9.5 million copies. Almost. Okay. Um, obviously, massive hit. You know what Tragic Kingdom is. Um, around that time, Eric Stefani felt like he didn't have the creative control that he wanted and left, and that's when No Doubt kind of became the, the four-piece that we know today and that we know and love, all three of us. Uh, so Trav, you you are you're already skeptical. What's your? Surely you must have had some enthusiasm for this band at some point. Yeah, that's probably fair. I think early on, um, seeing the Just a Girl video uh, was cool. I liked the guitar riff, um, but not. I never loved it. This band, I hadn't on this album, never made me feel anything um i just sort of i didn't hate it i didn't love it it was just sort of there and i was glad it was there but um i never went out of my way to spend any time with it i think there were moments where i sort of flirted with the idea of getting the album um specifically after after hearing like one of the later singles but um i was never really all that convinced and 
nothing that's happened since has really changed that. They might have been, I mean, like in terms of coolness, this was probably their peak. It's been all downhill since then. I mean, when it got to, I, I don't want to get ahead of ourselves here, but like they changed pretty dramatically in uh, the 21st century. Uh-huh. Um, and it's so not was, in a way that was appealing to me at all. Was Just a Girl your, your favorite track in the end? No. Okay. Do you want me to tell you what it was? <laughs> sure. <laughs> uh, Sunday Morning is okay. great. Yeah. Uh, and that was, that was basically the one where I went, oh, maybe this band is awesome. Um, mm-hmm. But it never, I, I didn't really see any hint of that in anything else they ever did. Quill, were you into No Doubt? Um, uh, uh, some, uh, some of the songs, yeah. Um, I think I started, uh, I th- I'm trying to think with the first time I heard Just a Girl. That was definitely my introduction. It was the music video. And, um, let's see, I would have been in sixth grade and, uh, I don't know how much I got it. And, uh. I um heard Spiderwebs, which only came out a couple of months later, but I don't think I heard it for like another year. Um, I think I was in seventh grade when I first heard Spiderwebs, and that like hooked me. Um, I you know it was like when I was just starting to get into ska. Um, so it it hit a lot of sweet spots for me. Um, and then uh, Don't Speak, they they lost me with Don't Speak, and then uh like Travis Sunday morning hooked me back in and uh that's my my jam still to this day and uh uh yeah i mean we'll you know we'll get more more into the details a little bit later but uh yeah i, I definitely don't think it's a a bad album and i think that some of these hits are are deserved for sure mhm uh, I remember hearing Just a Girl in kind of the early days of listening to alt-rock radio and being pretty much immediately sold. And every single after that, I think I loved just as much. I mean, I might have had a little bit of a downturn with Don't Speak, but not much. Because by that point, I was like watching the music videos. And I, I did. I had a big crush on Gwen Stefani, which I'm sure played a role. But like musically, right. I was so into this band. And when I got a bass... Um, I sat down and I played along to this record all the time. And uh, Tony Canal's a, a very good bassist, so it was kind of a great lesson um, learning to do all of his little tricks. Um, Stefan and I used to check out the Tragic Kingdom concert film also out of the video store regularly. Oh. And they put on a pretty intense theatrical show on that tour and sure. um I loved that too. I mean, I really was I was 100% in. This was one of those situations where like by the time that Return of Saturn came out in 99, I think, I had been like very anxiously waiting and I went to the record store and bought copies for myself and several of my friends. Like I offered to go get copies of Return of Saturn for people because we were so anxiously waiting for it. Um, so I still have a lot of enthusiasm about this album and, and kind of the band in general, like I, they, they lose me a little bit with the rock steady stuff too, but I still think it's cool that they're 
doing different things. And I think that what they're doing is cool, even if I don't necessarily enjoy it. I'm surprised to hear you say that you liked it musically right off the bat. What were the qualities that you found enjoyable (laughs) about the music? So everybody in this band comes from a slightly different background musically you know uh no doubt always makes a big deal about the fact that when uh tom dumont the guitarist joined the band he was coming straight from like the metal scene and had hair down his back and um i think you can kind of hear all the different back i mean this band does ska and new wave and punk and there are like psychedelic touches to some of the songs ragtime piano ragtime piano circus horns I think that it's a really appealing hybrid. And I also think that everybody in the band is like kind of a monster on their instrument. Everybody's like really good and they're all drawing attention to themselves and they're all still making room for each other. Hmm. I agree with exactly half of everything you just said. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I found that it was like... uh... I mean, like you said, yeah, Tony uh, Canal was like a really great bassist and he was showing it off way too much in a way Hmm. that was like distracting or not like, like they could show that they were really good musicians. The guitar stuff like was like constantly shredding, but it doesn't sound like a guitar band. Like it doesn't Mm -hmm. prominently like feature guitar. And it sounds like it has like this, like the boss distortion pedal energy to the whole thing Mm. where it just feels very like somebody who's like a technical savant with like beginner gear. Um, (laughs) (laughs) It's, it just sounds kind of like unpleasant, like somebody who didn't spend enough time on like tone and like. I mean, I don't know. That's probably not even fair, though, because it does have a very distinctive tone. Like, it sounds different than other guitarists, for mm-hmm. sure. Tom, Tom DeLong, was that his name? Uh, Dumont. Dumont. <laughs> oh, okay. It's a different Tom. Uh, he, yeah. Like, it, he's shredding, but then, like, the bass player's shredding and the diaper drummer's shredding. And Gwen can sing. Gwen, Gwen like, her, like the, the vocals, I was, I was pretty consistently surprised by like how strong her voice is. Um, Mm -hmm. And I never really thought of her as a great singer, more of like someone who just had like great presence and attitude. Um, But there's some great harmony stuff that she does on this album, like background parts. Yeah. uh, That's one of the biggest hooks is the, the background vocals that she does for herself. But then there are songs where it's like, like there's no, like they'll get to a chorus and you're expecting this wallop and it's like maybe one chord sometimes or like, like two chords back and forth in a way that's like totally not, there's not like great melodic parts or like 
great songs. There's, there are probably two really, well, there are at least two really well-written songs being Sunday morning and actually came around on Don't Speak this time. I could hear it with fresh ears Mm -hmm. and was super impressed by how rich it is and how well uh, crafted it is. Um, But for real, there are so many other like album tracks where it's just like this is not good enough to be on an album. I felt that way about pretty much all of the album tracks. Wow. Yeah. Uh, Quill, is Adrian Young a good drummer? Yeah, he's pretty good. Yeah. He's got that um, super high-pitched snare drum thing Mm -hmm. that uh, I loved at the time and hate now. Um, like 311, um, 311, it's a little bit more forgiving, um, for some reason for me. Um, but yeah, yeah, he's, he's a really good, um, pocket drummer with really good, um, flashy, but not like overdoing it fills. Um, yeah, he's, he's good. Cool. I'm glad to hear it. I had a sense that he was, but I, I, sometimes I... Sometimes I just don't know. He does this thing that I did not appreciate as a kid that I really appreciate now where um, a lot of his beats, he'll just kind of lay on the kick drum, like quarter notes, like the whole way through the beat. Um, So like instead of like kick, snare, kick, snare, it's like kick and then kick and snare at the same time and then kick and kick and snare at the same time and... I, yeah, I, I never liked that as a kid, but I, I really appreciate that style now. Um, it just adds like an extra oomph to like, the beat. yeah, I don't know. Uh, he's, he's good. I appreciate him. Do you think that there are more than two good songs on the album? Um, yes, I think there are at least three. <laughs> when we go into ratings, <laughs> your minds are going to be blown. If you, if, if, if you think that I'm going to agree with you about this kind of stuff. Okay, so what do you like, Quill? What songs do I like? Yeah. Well, Sunday Morning, for sure. So what do you two like about Sunday Morning so much? Uh, the intro, the drumming, the melodies, everything. The ska, the ska organ. Um, yeah. The uh, the bass line is super, super catchy. Um, the arrangement is awesome. Um, Gwen's performance is great. Um, yeah, and it, it's like it's a, it's a really fucking great song.
you guys don't like like excuse me mister which i feel like is not a very different song from sunday morning i would say excuse me mister is very different um but i i don't i don't think excuse me mister is bad i i i think it's 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 fine i don't have anything against it sunday morning almost sounds like early elvis costello yeah i can see that Quillen said pretty much everything. The only thing I would add was that what I, I really loved when listening closely on the um, recording, at the end of the song, you can hear Gwen's harmonies end the song. And I think there's, you know, there's three or four different mm. parts. And they mm-hmm. all end at just slightly different times. And it's this <laughs> really like kind of like human element that is missing from... Uh, so much of this album. I mean, that's that, interesting. I, this, uh, this, I should say, many albums around this time are at this level of popularity. It's not a knock on, you know, this being like a computer album or something like that. It's not that. It's just like, it sounded like, uh, it sounded just very human. And I liked that a lot. Like and hearing of course, the baseline, the, the, the baseline's iconic in Sunday Morning. Yeah, absolutely. And 100%. another thing that I'll, I'll say about these songs is I think almost every one of these singles has a really good bridge. And yes. Sunday Morning has a really good bridge, too. Yes, it does. Yes. Um, and the drumming is incredible on it. It's amazing drumming. Uh, four on the floor beat. Uh, really nice fills. Uh, very ska-style mm-hmm. fills. And... Um, it's just, it, the groove is really, it's, it, it's a really good groove. Yeah. What else do you like, Quill? Yeah. So I, uh, I do like Spiderwebs, um, for sure. Uh, it's one of the most iconic drum fill openings to a song. Uh, I, I love, I love playing that intro as a joke all the time. <laughs> um, I'm ready to jump in. for sure i love it uh yeah it's like it's probably one of the first like ska songs that i had heard as a kid um so it's important to me that way even though it's not a full-on ska song but it's like reggae it's got a new wave uh new wave verse yeah it starts uh, and ends as like a ska like as like a ska punk song kind of and yeah it's a good uh mission statement you know yeah for sure for sure melodically it's great um more awesome drumming um and then the other song that i like is actually an album track um 
Well, one last thing about spider webs. Oh yeah, is like on, on that chorus, you know, you've got your wall of Gwen Stefani vocals, but there's also kind of a characteristic song sound from this album that I can't always tell whether it's a synthesizer or whether it's harmonics on the on the metal lead guitar. Yeah, but um, right, there's some pretty cool sounds like that on Just a Girl and a, a couple others, but um, yep. that uh, there's an arpeggiated part on the chorus of. Um, spider webs that sounds really great that i i'm not entirely sure whether it's guitar or keyboard yeah that was my note too i i thought it was harmonics guitar harmonics yeah there's a lot to like about that song um also i i don't hate um just a girl either just a girl is is fine um musically uh but the other song that i i like is 16 um the uh-huh. uh non-single um which probably should have been a single as opposed to like some of the last couple of songs that they released as singles but uh uh cool intro got that four on the floor drumming um and uh yeah, I don't know. Melodically, very cool. It's like more of the same, but uh, it's kind of like the beat kind of has. Uh, th- that's more similar to Sunday Morning, to me uh, than. Uh, excuse me, Mister. Hmm. I guess I can see that. So this album has fourteen tracks. Mm-hmm. I was just kind of trying to figure out just how much I liked this album. And I just thought it'd be helpful to go through and think about what are the good songs? What are the bad songs? And I went through and I won't share them all, but I, I actually rated every song on the album and out of the 14, I gave nine of them at least four out of five. <laughs> I think that there are two, let's, let's get into the bad. I think that there are two bad songs on this album. I think there are a couple mediocre songs, but I think there are mm-hmm. definitely two bad songs. Uh, what do you think they are? Uh, the climb. The climb is uh, in in the mediocre category to me. Okay. I think there's some. I think there's some creative stuff going on there. Is the closer the title track bad? That's another kind of mediocre one oh, for wow. me. But the thing is, when you watch them play these songs live, they all work. Mm. I know that that's you know you can't always ask someone that like oh you know check out the live version. It's like a you know what a occultist says, but mm-hmm. um, I, th- I think that both of those songs have some cool stuff and going on in them. Uh, I uh, would go, hey the you. worst song on the album is no, sorry. No. <laughs> okay. never mind. How, how, what would you, what would you hate about that song? Uh, that, that was the example when I was talking earlier about getting to a chorus and being like, Oh, here it comes. And then it's just like, the flattest, most monotonous thing. Like it doesn't go anywhere. Am I Wait, wrong? What chorus. happens in the chorus? That's a, a great chorus. Are there, are there it's got a good lyric. It's got a good lyric. She's uh, she's like, um, I think probably talking to herself, but she's like talking to a friend who has these like conventional dreams of romance and married life. And then she, the, the chorus is, uh, that's the one where she, she sings. You're just like my Ken and Barbie doll. Mm. Uh, and it's it's great and the, the uh th- there's uh this pre-chorus that has all these dit dit dits uh uh-huh. this like wall of like uh uh doo-wop yeah. background vocals yeah um there's like there's sitar on that song yeah in a, in a, <laughs> in a harpsichord in a solo 
it sounds like uh, it's it's got like a Sergeant Pepper's sound palette <laughs> in, a, in a good way. Which song are we talking about? Trav, Hey You is a song that I gave a five. <laughs> <laughs> That's I think ba- that, that I think that that might be the best album track on the album. <laughs> hey, Hey You was uh, a single. Oh, was it? released uh it was the final oh, single it was. I released see. in february of 98 okay uh, i think it like um i think they only released the cd single in another country Okay, well, anyway, the bad songs are, the worst song is You Can Do It, which is the Disney, uh, Disney, um, disco roller rink kind of song with the Mm wah-wah pedal, uh, really not good. And the other bad one is Different People. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, that sounded like Bad Peter Gabriel. Yeah. (laughs) Some of the lyrics on this album feel like they're written by someone very young and- Mm -hmm. Definitely different people matches that. Different people, if you don't remember it, it's like a, it's very straight ska. Almost, I would almost call it reggae with like these very utopian lyrics about how we're all the same and we're all also different and it's all okay. And it's it's not a good song. It's it's really it comes in after four. I think like really great songs and it's the, it's the first time that the album really kind of like, Ooh, you start to have your doubts Mm. to me. Question is different people by no doubt better or worse than colored people by DC talk. (laughs) You didn't say that. (laughs) You can say the name of the DC talk. The name of the song where maybe we'll be talking about it sometime in the future. Um, Answer. <laughs> yeah, Alec. <laughs> uh, I don't. I don't know if I feel qualified. I, I don't. I really. Do. I. I know that I've listened to that song, but it's not. Mm. It's not fresh in my mind. Colored people by DC Talk is better. Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. If, if you knew the answer, then you didn't need to ask. <laughs> well, I wanted to know what you thought. That's all. How do you see No Doubt fitting in with everything else on the radio at this time? It was like kind of the start. Well, at least modern rock wise, it was the start of moving to a brighter, more upbeat sound, I think. Mm-hmm. I mean, I I think we've already kind of started. Well, yeah, especially because, I mean, where we're at 
on the charts, on the number ones, were substantially past where No Doubt was starting out with Tragic Kingdom. Mm-hmm. Um, but, like, I guess at this point in the charts plus No Doubt's popularity, yeah, we're, like, moving on to a brighter, more upbeat sound, you know? Uh, obviously, they helped to break... Um, you know, modern ska at this point. Probably um, a good transitional band for people to move from. Yeah. It's kind of in line with 311, right? Like aesthetically. I, I mean, yeah. I'm not, not, not like quality wise, but I mean, there's some similarities. Mm-hmm. 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 And, minus the, minus the, um, uh, new metal aspect yeah. to 311. Yeah. Yeah. But um, yeah, definitely. And I think, I mean, Just a Girl was pretty, like radical for a mainstream track and probably was like very important for a lot of girls. I mean, I, you know, growing up, like it wasn't directed at mm-hmm. me, but that doesn't mean that it's not a great and important thing. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. is, is there like a post Gwen Stefani kind of like ripple in alternative rock? Like the only thing that I can think of is like save Ferris save got Ferris. signed and got mm-hmm. a decent shot, but like, that's oh. the only, I can't think of other, vocalists in the um Gwen Stefani mold. Uh was Slater Kinney active in nineteen ninety seven? I think they uh, were. I think they probably were. That would hard you, would you draw a connection there? <laughs> they I no, they weren't like probably influenced by her. But it's that hard vibrato, you know, uh in their mm-hmm. singing style that that that's the only other example i can think of or maybe like um shudder to think um that's another uh a band with a singer who's like grabbing their throat and shaking it really hard <laughs> while they sing that's true um, yeah yeah but I, I yeah that's never been a, a style that appeals to me um so I, I yeah I don't know I I can't think of um like a a, a lineage of Gwen um yeah style singers uh I guess the only other one that I would mention is ended on this um which is almost at the end of the album and is built on a really great guitar part something that I liked enough that I like went to my guitar teacher and said can you please teach me how to play this guitar part and uh, it was pretty simple but it was like very cool and. Uh, just great hooks in that song and uh great great bridge i mean i just think y'all are sleeping on some really good stuff here Let's go on and talk about singles, though, unless there's anything else that you want to talk about about the album in general. I don't think so. It's 59 minutes and 30 seconds. Yeah. That's a long time. That is rough. And they probably could have cut a couple of songs and uh, made it a little more easier to digest. Yeah, for sure. 
always always could be the case if this i think that this could be a truly amazing 10 track album personally that Um, might be mm -hmm. yeah all right let's yeah let's just go into the singles and we can talk about how far things got and and uh you want to rate uh the singles yeah do do we want to rate them as we go or rate them all together i i agree i think let's let's rate them as we go as we go so first single is just a girl Came out in September 1995, uh, peaked at 24 on the pop chart and 23 on the Billboard Hot 100. Um, I'm going to give it just five girls. <laughs> I think that the song is classic. I, I, don't, I think this is unimpeachable. What, I mean, what about the chorus? The chorus is a little... I mean... It, it it's a um commonly used chorus progression for a minor key song. Are you talking song. about the I'm just a girl or the oh I've had yeah. it up to here? No. Cuz once was, they get to I've had it up to here, it takes it to a a new level. That's a good point. That is a good and then point. That's that, a good part that, of the song. That cool guitar solo that comes uh-huh. out of that too. Great fusion of a lot of different things, and I still like it pretty much just as much as I did when I was ten years old. I'll give it four girls that are just. <laughs> <laughs> um, I I would say uh, three point two five girls in the world. <laughs> Cool. I, d- Next. I don't think that would be a Hall of Famer. Uh, we, maybe we should stop after we do all the singles and calculate uh, averages, see if we got any Hall of Famers. Yeah, that sounds um, good. Following that, a couple months later, was Spiderwebs in November 1995. Peaked at number five on the Modern Rock chart and number 11 on the Pop chart. Uh, I think I'm going to give it five telephonic invasions. <laughs> Man. Um I will give it three spider webs. Dang. <laughs> <laughs> I will give it four point five boom boom boom. four four point five of those. Uh, Don't Speak, April 1996, peaked at number two on the modern rock chart, number one on the pop chart, and 12 on the adult alternative chart. Uh, I'm going to give it four bendies. Bendies? Bendies. Bendy is the third eye that ah, Indian yes, women wear that yes. Gwen appropriates in the Don't Speak video. Right. I will also give it four, um, four strides 
that won't be broken because this song was produced by Matthew Wilder, who wrote Break My Stride. Wow. That's uh Well there you go. <laughs> I'm gonna give it two and a half speaks. <laughs> two two point five uh words uh words unspoken. Uh yeah, I yeah, I I uh I I appreciate I and I I'm pleasantly surprised that um you guys like it as much as you do and the way that you framed it makes me I I want to go back and re-listen to it again keeping in keeping in mind the things that you guys have said about it um to see if I feel differently um but yeah, it just never never really clicked mm-hmm. for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, next up is Excuse Me, Mister, released in August 1996, peaked at number 17 on the modern rock chart. I'm going to give it five burps oh my God. in the presence of a man. They're <laughs> requiring someone to say, Excuse Me, Mister. <laughs> now, Al, I don't remember this song being an 89X. Do, do, do you? Yeah, vaguely. I mean, it's hard oh. to say because I got the album. But yeah, I I, th- I think it was uh-huh. on there. Trev, did you hear it on the radio when you were Oh, uh, Not that I remember. Okay. Yeah, yeah really good chorus. And uh, I love that ragtime bridge. I mean, I think that's such a cool move. It's pretty cool. You're right. The chorus is good. I think the verses are pretty good, too. Now, wait a minute. If you heard a band make a song in 2022 and they pulled out some ragtime bullshit and some trombones on a bridge, you would barf. <laughs> are you You're looking at this through rag- modern eyes? Are you talking eyes? about breaking out ra- ragtime piano and a trombone? Are you talking about maybe a little Natural Monuments song? <laughs> no, Jesus. Is that what this is from? Was that a no doubt no, influence? I don't, I don't. It could have been unconsciously. No. I'm just saying. All three of us were in a band that had a ragtime song that had trombone in it. That's true. Or maybe it didn't have trombone. It had trumpet. Close enough. But it. But it made Wait, sense. A- it was like it was like built around that. Not just mm-hmm. like, hey, we gotta we gotta layer this up. Like, what can we do to make it really wacky? I don't know. I think that no doubt's cool that they'll just be like, let's do the bridge in this in this genre because that's what they do. They're 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 genre hoppers. Yeah, it's all part of their what identity. An, what natural monument song are you talking about? Start running. Oh, just a different tempo and yeah. Okay. Um, I would give excuse me, Mister Two Point Five Crate GX Fifteen Guitar Amps. <laughs> Um, I will give it 3.75 distant possibilities <laughs> for all, all the the misters fans okay. out there uh-huh. <laughs> that uh-huh. need to be excused.
Next up is Sunday Morning from May 1997. Peaked at number 35 on the pop chart. Uh, I'm going to give it five times that no doubt should have gone to church. (laughs) Uh, I will give it 4.25 attractions. (laughs) Uh, I will give it fucking five soaring ripping sunday mornings (laughs) i don't fucking know but it's it's a five it's a five for me hell yeah perfect song i i didn't want i didn't want to say that earlier i was like so close to saying i think it's a perfect song but i wanted to hold out for my rating uh, next up is Happy Now, released September 1997. Did not chart in the U.S. No. Uh, I give it four times that I'm happy right now. I barely remember yeah. it. Three. I, I was just going to say, can I, even, can I even grade this if I can't tell you a thing about the song right now? Yeah. 2.5, right in the middle. Neutral. Maybe we don't have to. Maybe we don't have to rate these last two because they were like barely singles. Two point five Swiss flags. Yeah, that's fine. We can. We can. I mean, we really only have one more. Yeah. And I already said I gave Hey You a five. I give it five. Uh, five U's. You U- five. <laughs> I give it three. Uh, Hey stacks needles and hey stack. Uh, I give it one point five UB five five E. One point five. You you did not like that. No, song. I I disliked that song. You give it red re wine, <laughs> right? Beyond Tragic Kingdom. Any any memories or, or reactions to where they went after this record? Man, I don't remember. Um, return to Saturn or of Saturn? Return of Saturn. It's about the astrological uh, significance of turning 30, I oh. think, is what the reference is. I don't remember return to Saturn, but I... Um, <laughs> Uh, several years after it stumbled upon the song, uh, simple kind of life, which is incredible. Uh, Oh my God. One of my absolute favorite songs of uh, not absolute favorite songs, but give me like a list of a hundred songs of the last 20 years. And that would probably be on it. Holy shit. Have we talked about that song on the podcast or have we just Trav, you and I revisited it? I don't in, think we've talked like, about it on the podcast, but years, I love like, kind of when we were one of our like YouTube binging nights. Yeah, like, maybe that or, sounds because I feel like right. you pointed out the chord progression in the chorus, right? Yeah, yeah, right. And that that's on uh, Saturn Returns. Return to Saturn. <laughs> okay. Returned by Saturn. Returning to Saturn. Um. <laughs> yeah, I should go back and listen to that song because it, it's like really pretty too, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a great yeah. song, great lyrics, great vocal performance, great guitar mm-hmm. chords. Um, 
cool drum sounds yeah affected drum sounds yeah I, I remember that oh yeah i can hear it in my head i can hear yeah. the verse yeah That, that might be it, though. You were annoyed by the Rocksteady stuff? Yeah, there was nothing appealing uh, to me about that. Was that uh, Underneath It All was on that? And Hey Baby. Yeah. And and, and uh, Hella Good. Oh, boy. Woof. Yeah. Woof. Yeah, Hey Baby and Hella Good were, were annoying. I, I thought that Underneath It All was really good. I still like that song. Wow. Um, I, I, I like Return of Saturn. It's been a long time since I listened to it, so I'm not sure how much I can say in depth, but I, I really liked it at the time. And I think one thing um, that I had forgotten about until recently was that in like 1998, maybe, No Doubt released a, another single called New. It was on the Go soundtrack. And oh. that song was really, really good. And that ended up being on Return of Saturn. Don't let it go away Tomorrow's got to stay Don't let it go away Tomorrow's got to stay And I can't believe I've had this chance now Don't let it go away Um I did not like ex-girlfriend very much, but uh, I thought that there were definitely at least a couple of really good songs on Return of Saturn, and I wasn't into um, Rocksteady. I've never actually listened to it all the way through, but I did like Underneath It All a lot, and I I got the sense that, I don't know, I I thought it was cool that they did such a radical reinvention on Rocksteady. I I had respect for that, even if I wasn't into it. It felt a little bit, you know, we talked a little bit about like Cheryl Crow after the uh, millennium mm-hmm. and how she mm-hmm. was doing this. Was that Soak Up the Sun? That sort of thing. Yeah. Like it felt and like. The album was called Come On, Come On or something. Yeah, it was, it just felt kind of lifeless in that way. But mm-hmm. I will say, uh, 2004 came Love Angel Music Baby, the Gwen Stefani solo mm-hmm. album. And every single from that album I loved. And I probably oh. would stand by now. Um, fantastic. Uh, what You Waiting For? Uh, Hollaback Girl, Cool. Um, I don't know if I'm missing one. But those are the main ones that I recognize looking at the track listing. Thought it was fantastic right off the bat and uh, still think it's really cool. Yeah, I think that Gwen Stefani is still pretty cool despite being on The Voice or American Idol or whatever she's on. Um, she still seems like a cool person to me. Really? I don't know. She makes cool uh, artistic choices, I think. Hmm. She's got a cool look still, I think. Travis is not convinced. I, I, I don't know. Can I, just, <laughs> can I just say something about Blake Shelton? Like, 
he just he just seems yeah. like he sucks. Yeah, that definitely her taste in dudes. I mean, you know, we didn't even talk about the fact that she dated Gavin Rosdale for years. Mm-hmm. It's probably shitty to bring that up, but it's such a prominent thing that's associated with her. You know, like sure. that's that's like the main sort of like thing that she's in headlines for for the last two or three years or whatever. Um, uh-huh. And I just have always felt like that dude sucks. Um, so I don't know. Maybe he doesn't. I don't know. I don't know him. Maybe he's a cool guy. Well, do do we want uh, an official word on the? Oh Hall yeah, of Fame did, did we, did we, what are our what are our Hall of Famers? So I was trying to remember. I always forget when we do this if we say like uh, above four or four point two five and up, and I'm pretty sure it's four point two five and up because the lowest that I'm seeing on our chart is four point two five. So, um, just a girl. And spider webs both fall just short of making it. Just a girl gets a four point oh eight, and spider webs a four point one seven. But Sunday morning is in with almost a perfect rating, four point seven five. Uh, so we do have one, uh, one honorary Hall of Fame inductee here, and no, no, uh, no stall of blame. Nothing was that bad. Yeah. Nothing was less than a two. Great. Love it. Yeah. Good. Tell me all your thoughts on pod as part of the off shelf family. Head to offshelf.net to sign up for their monthly zine. The best, most fun way for us to communicate with all of you is via our Facebook group. Tell me all your thoughts on tell me all your thoughts on pod. We still also love receiving your emails at thoughtsonpod at gmail.com. You can listen along with our playlist on Spotify, Apple Music, or watch along on YouTube. We'll return to our regularly scheduled episodes in two weeks. We'll see you then. Bye. Good goodbye.